You're listening to the Zenial Dadcast. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. This is Mo. You're listening to the Zenial Dadcast. I'm here with uh, Devin. D, what's, hey, what's up, man? Up? What's up, guys? Hey, what's up, Mo? It's been yeah. a while. How you been? I've been all right, man. I've been I've been busy. You've been busy too, yeah? Oh, yeah. Just back and forth. Um, like every day, just like... Um, well, actually, recently we've been. I've went back to the uh, to my work, like back to the dealership, working in office instead of yeah. remote mm-hmm. to do some training uh, for new employees. But now, like today is the first day. Like I'm back in the garage. You are uh, you're, you're training new people, or you're getting well, new training. Well, I'm training new employees. Yeah, that were like new hires, and it's just not me. It's just like another group of of others. So like other other employers that are also doing training. Um, for, for new hire, so we were all like called in and stuff just to help out. But you guys are still going to stay remote. In yeah, we're staying. Re- yeah, we're staying remote. Okay, cool, man. Well, yeah, I mean, on this episode, we're going to dig in a, cu- a couple of things. But the band to dig out is a, an old Boston band called the Vending Machetes, uh, and this is one of those bands that whenever I listen to them, they they really take me back to like 2010, 2012, like that that era that I spent in Boston playing in bands. And um, they only have one EP available on Spotify, which is a little tragic. I think they did two records, and I don't know why they only have one. So yeah, stick around. Vendi Machetes is the band that they got. Yeah, so I wanted to start by talking about testicles. D, let me ask you something. <laughs> when, when is the last time you looked at your testicles? Just a, a good, hard look at your testicles. This morning, <laughs> I was in the shower at the. That's great. We have scrub no, it, scrub right. it up. So I got a good laugh out of it. Uh, so, so check it out. We had we had a little bit of a scare, right? So, so let me tell you this story because last time I told you oh that we had God. COVID and then we we got better, right? So yeah, yeah. So for COVID, uh, Benny and I took uh, antibiotics, amoxicillina, amoxicillin, one of the antibiotics, and then right after we got better. I was good, but Benny started started getting some some like red rashes. First of all, let me say we're fine. Everything's good. No no medical emergency, nothing like that. But right after he got better from COVID, he started getting these like red patches in the skin all over his body, like um like rashes. And they were right. a little itchy. And wow. so obviously we got concerned. We were like, shit, what's going on? So we did some Googling and about ten percent of people who take this not people, kids. 10% of kids who take this antibiotic, amoxicillin, get a little bit of a rash afterwards. And it goes away. It's nothing, it's nothing uh, serious. But it's basically the equivalent of an allergic reaction. Or a side effect? Yeah. And like 10%. It's only like 5 to 10% of kids who, who take that antibiotic get this kind of thing. Anyway, we, I kind of read that high level. But we went to the doctor anyway. And uh, the doctor didn't really know what it was. I didn't want to come in here in there like a parent saying, hey, I, I, looked, I looked this up online. Here's what I found. I kind of wanted to get the doctor's opinion. And here they don't, really, they don't really know a lot of that stuff, which is a little frustrating. But they did mm-hmm. uh, prescribe antihistamines and some cream for the itch. And then like in three days, it was gone. And he's good. You know, he's, he's 100%. But anyway, when we went to the doctor for that reason, the doctor inspected, looked over uh, my son's body, 
and was looking at his genitals, was looking at his testicles. And she goes, uh, I can't feel the left testicle. I can only feel the right one. And, and uh, Benny's mom, you know, she's like, really? What's going on? You know, and I'm looking and we can't, we can't feel it. And the doctor looks at us like he should have both his testicles. Do you guys, as you guys know, did you ever, ever feel his testicles? Do you know? Mm-hmm. So, so full disclosure, I'd never <laughs> thought about it. I'd never at all, like, you know, when Benny was born, we took him to the doctor. Uh, we've taken, yeah. I, think, I think the only year we missed was, I think we missed 2020. And then we took him to the doctor in 2021. And then obviously this year. Uh, but the only year we missed taking him to a doctor was the, the pandemic year, right? Which I think is expected. I think a lot of kids didn't go to, to a doctor's office. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but I, I can't, honestly, I can't tell you the last time I saw both his testicles. <laughs> we're there, like, we're oh sitting, we're sitting with the doctor and she's grilling us like we should, right? Like good parents know this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I, honestly, I, I don't, I put him in the shower every day, you know, like I, I get him ready yeah. for school. I've never once thought to check for both testicles, you know? And the thing is, when you read about it online too, is uh, there's no pain associated with it. There's nothing, there's no uh, symptom. There's no, there's no uh, secondary uh, effect or anything. It's just sometimes the testicles go up, sometimes they drop, sometimes, you know. And so in rare cases, uh, the testicles either never fully drop after the baby's born which I thought was weird because we did take him to the doctors. The doctors typically notice that thing in, in uh, newborns. Right. Can you hear Benny in the background? I did a little bit. Okay. He's so funny. He's just playing by himself. He's watching Toy Story. Uh, so, oh my God. <laughs> so, and so, you know, we, we walk out of that doctor's appointment, just like feeling terrible about ourselves. We, like, we've never noticed his testicles and, and I'm feeling frustrated that uh, none of the checkups that we've ever done with doctors, like no one's mentioned, no one's even said, hey, two testicles, check. You know, no one's ever given us <laughs> that thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so now, you know, if you Google this for kids, it's extreme. It's either it's either nothing to worry about. You know, it, sometimes they go up, sometimes they go, they go down. Uh, or on the far end of it, if they don't drop or if they stay up there too, too long within like the scrotum area, it can cause infertility down the line it can even cause testicular cancer down the line right so you know anytime anytime you hear cancer associated with your kid's health your brain goes nuts and that was just yeah so so anyway a little bit of so so coming out of that doctor's appointment the doctor gives us uh recommends that we get a um a echographia which i can't believe i'm forgetting how to say uh in in english give me one second i'm gonna i'm literally gonna google it okay Jeez. So echography? I don't remember that word at all. Echography? All right. It's like a it's like an X-ray that they take over your body, but it's not an X-ray. It's a different type of X-ray. Anyway, we we go. So we have to set up this appointment. We go and when we do it, and the lady who does it, who's a specialist in it, first of all, they don't even let me in. It's only it, it can only be one adult that goes in with the kid. So the mom then, goes. Yeah, that's the shitty thing about being a dad too. Is like. If there's a choice, <laughs> it's always the mom. Um, so oh, we're yeah, like, that's a like second class citizens. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand, but I, I don't like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so oh, I'm stuck outside waiting and I'm fucking worried, you know, and they go inside and they, the whole thing. And um, 
Apparently, the lady says, yeah, he needs an operation. The testicles up there in the scrotum area, yada, yada, yada. Uh, now, the operation itself is very, it's very simple. It's, it's like a, they call it a day operation where they just do it during the day and they can go home at night. But, you know, just the notion of your kid going under the knife terrifies the crap out of you, right? And Benny's always been an incredibly healthy kid otherwise. So it was, you know, it was a few days of us just coming to terms with the fact that he might need an operation. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. then we we made the follow up appointment with the doctor for her to evaluate the results of the echography. I guess ultrasound. That's the word I'm looking for. It's an ultrasound of of the area. Like like pregnant women, you know, they can get an ultrasound of their belly when they check up on the baby. Um, mm-hmm. So it was an ultrasound. I'm I'm glad I remembered that. <laughs> the better one. <laughs> oh my god. So so we Wait, do. The- so is so is he getting surgery? No. No, that's that's no. the that's a good. So we go into the follow up, and the doctor looks at the results, and she's and she's like, "Oh, this is great. You know, what a relief. He doesn't need surgery. He's fine." What it is is, and you know, we looked at the same results. We just don't know how to translate it, right? It uses medical language that we just don't know what that means. But she looked at it. And she's like, "Oh, this is great." So what it is is, Benny has two testicles, a right and a left, like all of us. Yeah. But the left one has a tendency to go up. And this can happen, you know, with sometimes when they're playing and they're outside in the park, it's a little colder. So your testicles go up a little bit. Sometimes we're in La Paz and this is the winter. So, you know, it, it might happen more frequently. Um, but basically, it's supposed to come back down. And it's only a problem if they don't come back down. If they get stuck up there for prolonged periods of time, you don't, it stays undiagnosed and it can become a problem later on, right? But Mm -hmm. so she reads this and she goes, okay, so it's okay. He doesn't need, we don't need to do surgery for that condition. We just need to be aware of it. You know, then and there they do a body check. She once again, you know, takes off his pants, checks his testicles and they're both there. Like miraculously, they they both appear and she shows us, we're like, (laughs) we're both like there. (laughs) Just looking at my my kid's testicles. He's like, yep, this is the left one. This is the right one. See how the left one sort of hangs a little bit up. You can kind of look, you can see one of the testicles. It's just a little bit higher than the other one. She's like, it's okay. He's fine. We just need to be aware of it because if it ever does go up and then it's not coming down for long periods of time, then it it can become an issue. But for this, he doesn't need, uh, he doesn't need surgery. So that was a massive. That's good. Anyway, the reason why I wanted to talk to you about it and the reason why I wanted to talk at all about it on, on this show is because no one tells you this shit when you're having kids. Um, That's the first time I'm hearing. Dude, no. And, you know, when I looked at it, when I Googled it the first time, I was reading things like the, both testicles should be there uh, up to the sixth month after they're born. And if they're not, it's ideal to have the surgery before, before they turn uh, one, right, before their first birthday. So I'm hearing yeah. that and I'm going, my son's five. Are we way behind? Like, I'm just like freaking out, you know, like, did we miss this massive red flag that we could have fixed in year one? And then, you know, uh, when we, when we spoke to the doctor, she's like, oh no, they should be there, you know, by age two. So there's, so, you know, online says six months, uh, doctor here says two years, you know, you read other, other things, or I think my, I even spoke to my mom about it. She was like, oh, it's, he has till puberty. So no one tells you, any of this shit. Mm. Oh and, my god! Dude. And it's not. I don't even you, remember. I don't even remember mom telling like mom telling me this type of stuff. Like I'm pretty sure she she might have like gotten word from like doctors, but it probably wasn't any big deal. 
it's you know you especially as a first time parent you don't know what to ask yeah. when you take your kid to the doctor you don't know what to check for you don't you're sort of just I'm not speaking from personal experience you're sort of just handing over your baby to your a professional and you're just like you tell me right you tell me what you think and right. what's what's the most frustrating thing with me uh, for me at least here is that even though I know that they're doctors. I know that they've gone to medical school and I know that they could be the best doctors in the world here. They don't really give me that impression. <laughs> you know, like they, a lot of them are either really young that, uh, yeah. that I've come across uh, or, or uh, they're so old that they're rather dismissive of the possibility. Like you, you ask them, could it be this? Or what, what should I look out for this? And they're just like, no, it's not that. No, it's not that. And they don't care enough to explain things to you. Right. And so, yeah. It's never been a positive experience for me seeing a doctor here. It's always, let's get it over with. And then hopefully, if there's nothing, if no symptoms, no one's in pain, nothing's happening, we're okay. Mm-hmm. When, when's Absolutely. the last time When's the last time you went for a physical? Um, I think it was, it was definitely like around February. Is it, no, is it, is it something it you April. enjoy? Like, is it an experience that you're happy to do? Or do you feel like... You know, like jet lag. Like, all right, let's just get it over with. Um, in the middle, because I mean, at the same time, I mean, like, what else are they gonna do? They're just gonna check my ass. They're just gonna check my my, you know, my balls or whatever. I don't know. But I wonder, and, like, when you, because you go to the gym a lot, right? And blood like, work. If What's you up? pull, if you pull something, if you get hurt, are you more likely to Google it before you uh, go to a doctor? Um, yeah. Um, I think the time when you were back here visiting i had a i had a uti uh urinary tract infection and i think and i think well you were here you remember that i don't remember any of this no no you were no you had to you you were definitely here it was around october but so you you had a urinary tract infection yeah it was just because um i wait too long to go to the bathroom Oh. I hold it. I hold it for so long. It wasn't enough. It wasn't anything from um, what's it called with another. Well, with but another why do person. you do that? I mean, obviously you're aware so, that, you do that. Why do you do that? Well, because throughout these years, ever since I was a little kid, I was like always afraid to ask to go to the bathroom more than once. Because as a kid, um, I remember teachers. You know, they they tell me. I, you know, you know, as a kid, you have to ask permission to go to the bathroom, right? In school. Right, right. And so, and so in some schools, well, I think all schools, I don't know if they're like, I don't know if it's the same, but from what I remember, they used to like tell us, okay, uh, does anyone need to go to the bathroom before we get started? Or once, because once I close this door, no one can go to the bathroom. No one, everyone just has to stay in here before the bell. I'm like, what the fuck? It was mm-hmm. like a prison. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember this. Was, this was like in middle school and also in high school. In high school, like our teachers, high school teachers, you know, they're you know they just act like you know like a douchebag back to you, you know, because of teenagers. I don't know. It, and so the longer you know, I would go. I would go to the bathroom once, but then later on, I would I would need to go again, go again. But as a as an adult, you still feel that kind of pressure, no, like at no. work and stuff. Like, oh no, oh no, I just I just go if I have to. I don't care. Right. So um, how could so how how come you're still waiting to go to the bathroom that you get an infection? Oh well, 
Oh well, because when I'm in the uh, in the office, sometimes I'm on the phone, just like working with a customer, and this and sometimes these people can go on and on with their situation, on their problem with their car, and they'll even like include an additional story, like how they got that problem. Like they'd be going at it like it's like an OJ like an OJ Simpson um, <laughs> interrogation, you know. It's, uh, and it's and like these type of long conversations. Just kept wow! Me, look like, at waiting. look at you with the with the OJ <laughs> with the nineties OJ reference. <laughs> and so, and so it, it, I mean, like I, I mean, that was the only time, like you know, I would I would, I would hold it in, and you know, like because I can't I can't just like hang up on a customer and tell them like, hey, can we just end this call? Okay. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I get it. No, I get it. I get it. Okay, yeah. but you got the infection, and you got you got some medicine, and you're you're all good. Oh yeah, I, I just got yeah the medicine uh, that my that my doctor prescribed me, yeah. and um, I think he said once you finish this whole bottle pill, the whole bottle of the prescription, you should be all set, and you shouldn't be needing another refill. And I'm like, okay, let's go well, for it. You know what? I'm 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 glad is, I'm the most glad about that story is that you know why it's happening. My biggest complaint about the medical system, and not really yeah. just the American system, but just here, even here in Bolivia, is that you know. Uh, doctors are often trained to just treat symptoms and not mm-hmm. to treat the causes. And I've had experiences like that. Uh, it's my biggest point of frustration. At least you know why you got that infection. And I know yeah. why my son got that rash rash. Um, and now we know why he has the, the testicle thing. So, so we're good. No, yeah. I, I was like noticing the signs. I was like, wait, why does it hurt when I pee? Like, why am I feeling that burning, that burning, um, system, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I was like feeling that more than I was like I was like getting that feeling every day well, every time I, I go they, to the bathroom. They probably jumped to STDs first, right? You had to do like an STD test. Um, uh, yeah, they did. They they had to draw me blood to make sure. I know I had to take blood work. Cool. But yeah, they told me like to take these medicines. If you know, if we call, if you get a call, if you give us a call, if you if you get a call from us, then definitely it's something serious. If you don't then you're good. So I never received a call back from, from that test, from the blood work. So I'm pretty clean. It was just the, uh, the you know, just holding it in problem. And, and you're not doing that anymore? No. No? I just go, I just go ahead. Yeah. My bosses are like, <laughs> wait, why are, you, why are you going to the bathroom like every 15, 20 minutes? And because I got to go. <laughs> okay. And, and, it, and it does affect my calls too. I got, like, I got a doctor's note. It says right here. <laughs> well, it's, well, dude, it's coming. It's almost getting to there because they're almost getting to the edge where they might have to ask me to like, get a doctor's note because I'm getting up every few, like every like uh, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It's not like every five minutes. It's, it's not that crazy. But do you like drink? But, do you have, are you like me? Do you have like a bottle of water next to you all the time? That's the problem. Yeah. I'm drinking. Gotta, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, on water every day. Every day, I'm, I have a water bottle right here in my car, my room, in the office. You, you know what it is too is they, they say too because you know when you day, when you man. sit for a living, when you're sitting, when you're on the computer, when you're you know doing phone calls and stuff, they mm-hmm. say you should take a break about every twenty minutes. You know, like that's the that's like the best practice is you should get up out of your seat and every twenty minutes take a five minute break, go walk, go do something, uh, and then come back to work. But employers don't see it the same, right? Like your boss is probably like every twenty minutes, no. But yeah. But if someone has to yeah. stay in one location and drink water. All you're doing is pushing that water through your system, and you're not mobile. And I don't know, your eyes are getting burned by the computer screen, or 
you know, it's just a, a good healthy practice to get up and get the blood flowing every 20 minutes, even if it's just you to know, go to like, the bathroom and pee for two minutes, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, whenever I go on my break, I get an hour of lunch. And when I go for break, I just leave the dealership. I mean, I leave. I mean, I don't stay in the building whatsoever because I'm already inside the building eight hours, you know? Yeah. So on my break, I'll, like, stay outside. I'll just play my music in the car, relaxing, or just go out for a drive or go to the store, get some food, whatever. That's it. So, yeah. Right on, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad my son's healthy. That little scare... You know, obviously, I wanted to share that so that people could, um, if, if you're listening to this and you're a father, you could at least hear about it from somebody and not learn about it from a doctor after it's potentially a problem. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm so far so good with Benny. I'm, I'm also glad too. not only that on, you know, towards his health and what's been going on. But earlier, you know, we've been hearing him in the background. He's been. You say he's been playing and screaming, watching Toy Story? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Because the last time I saw him, he was watching Woody the Woodpecker. That movie. <laughs> that yeah. was the worst one ever. Every time I come home from work and you guys are visiting at the time, yeah. I'm always, always on. He still watches that one every once in a while. Yeah, but you know, man. like, he, he'll, he's, he's good <laughs> with it just to have it on. Like, he doesn't actually sit and watch it. He just like, like if we're bored cartoon, and I'm like, hey, what do you want to watch? You know, he'll be like, the oh, character's you... awesome. The character's awesome. Just the movie type is not like show him the cartoons or you something. You know, what's frustrating is for me, I, like I want to watch a movie. So I'm like, hey, let's watch this. Let's watch this. He's, he goes, no, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch this. Watch Woody Woodpecker. And so I'll put yeah. on Woody Woodpecker for him. And then he would just ignore it. He would just do other stuff. <laughs> but then he'll get upset yeah. if I turn it off. So it's Are you like, kidding he's, me? He just likes the background. You know, like mom is with the news. She just like yeah. picks it up and watches the news, but she's not really paying attention to it. She's just she just wants to have it in the background. That's what I don't know how I'm gonna handle that if uh, I were my kid. Yeah. All right, man. Well, what do you say we uh, we dive into the vending machetes? Yeah, let's do it. Let me uh, let me pull their stuff up. Vending machetes. Where are they based on again? Vending machetes is an old Boston band. They were. They were around. I don't think they're still around, but they were around when I was in the thickness. Did you play with them before, or meet up with them, or no? Yeah, we or played a couple like... of sets. There, there were a couple of uh, shows where they were on the same bill, and nice. I, I kind of heard them for the first time. We did this. Uh, we did this compilation album that featured a bunch of Boston bands, and it was something for like charity or something. I don't even remember, but they were on that record as well. And nice. they're just a cool. It's just uh, you know, like when I think about that sound that was coming out of Boston. I really, I'm curious to know when I go back, I want to go to some shows and see if that, if that same texture is still there or if it's changed or evolved to something else. But they're yeah. part of that ingredient. Like when I talk about Super Volcano and Kid Napkin and, you know, um, Moniker, they have grass is, grass is green. So yeah, yeah, when I talk about these bands, they're part of that kind of sound that Boston had, which is very indie, indie driven. Uh, so anyway, let's. Uh, we're gonna listen to. It's tragic. I know they have two records, but on Spotify they only have uh, one record called "Good Grief" that was released in 2012. It's got a good collection of tunes. The first one we're gonna listen to is "Hindu Hindu Cows." So all right. Dizzy and dim. I've been 
That's such a good tune. Yeah, that's awesome. They almost remind me of, like Foo Fighters. So I was going to ask you what, what, and I was thinking the same thing. Foo Fighters, right? Like early, early uh, Foo Fighters, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Well, what else? So, so when I when I listen to that song, there's something about the drone of his voice, and then the the riff of that guitar in that song that also reminds me a little bit of Alice in Chains. You know that that kind of um, I don't know how else to say that drone of his voice and that and that kind of weird riff that he has. To me, it sounds very '90s kind of Alice in Chains. And then when he screams, it's got a good Foo Fighters edge to it for sure. I just know the like the Foo Fighter um, side of for sure. With Alice in Chains, I never, I don't know, I I never really listened too much music from Alice in Chains, but definitely Foo Fighters. Right on, man. And, uh, you know, uh, Vending Machetes, I, I look at their Spotify, 98 monthly listeners. I, it's a crime. It's a crime against music. <laughs> they only, oh, they're only man. reaching 98. So anyway, they're going to be added to the, uh, to the Bands Dig Out uh, uh, playlist, Volume 1. For sure. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I'm, more, I'm, I'm mostly on the Apple Music side. So uh, yeah, you're, you're an Apple. You're an Apple bitch. Spotify is <laughs> like... <laughs> Spotify, I don't know. It's not my type. It's not for me. <laughs> That's why. Maybe I should make an Apple play. Can you do playlists on Apple Music? Yeah, you pretty much. I think do the same thing when you do on Spotify. Yeah. The only think- problem, the only problem I have with Spotify is just that whenever I type in, you know, the name of the artist uh, or a specific album that I want to listen to, right? I click on that yeah. album, and okay, I see the album names. But then when I click on the names of the of the songs, it just plays a random a random song within that playlist. I mean, like it's just like in a variety mix, you know. I mean, maybe it's because I don't have an account or so, but I don't know. I used to have what was that other uh, other app that um it starts it started with a P. Damn it! it you can also listen to music too. It was like Apple Music and Spotify. P P P P P P. Like Spotify, but starts with a P. Oh, yeah, I have no yeah. idea. I, think, um, I have no idea. I know, like, I, I, I used mind. to use uh, Deezer a lot. I know there was another one I used before Apple Music, but Deezer. I, but I, but it played like mix of, of songs too. It was around the starting lines when Spotify, I think, just started. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. it's that's whatever. Too, too bad we can't remember it. Obviously, Spotify won. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, I resisted Spotify for a long time. Like, I, for a long time, I was, you know, because remember, I would come to the, when I would visit, I would I would get my big thing of CDs and I would, you know, try to burn them. For a long time, I was just really about listening to my to my collection. And mm-hmm. um, what was it? Was it last year? I think. I had everything saved on an on a external hard drive, right? Yeah. And uh, one day... This is stupid. It's it was formatted for my Windows, and Jana had uh, the Mac, and she wanted to save some stuff. So okay, here's mm-hmm. the thing: save. Go ahead and put it in there. We have plenty of space on the hard drive. And yeah. I didn't realize because I'm an old person that an external hard drive is formatted formatted a specific way for Windows than it is for Mac. And so when she plugged it in, it asked her to approve formatting for the Mac and whatnot, and she clicked yes. And it erased everything on my external hard drive. All the music, Ugh. all the files, everything got completely erased and formatted for the Mac. And so, and we, you know, I took it to attack and we tried to restore some stuff. Some stuff was restored, but not, not nearly enough. And so, well, 
we decided to go for Spotify because I was like, how am I gonna, <laughs> how am I gonna yeah. put together like years of me just cultivating my my music in one place, uh, okay. and still like I still don't have everything because there was there were a lot of CDs for local bands that mm-hmm. um, yeah, are not on sure. Spotify, and yeah, tragic man. Like that was just I was I was so bummed out. It is my fault too. I'm the one who volunteered to fucking drive. I was like, here, take it. Um, <laughs> so I couldn't even be pissed at anybody else, you know? <laughs> I was like, I really yeah, myself. Really <laughs> just at you. Can't blame anyone else. But, but yeah. You know, the other thing we were talking about that I wanted to touch on is uh, you said you hadn't watched any new movies or TV show lately. No, um, yeah. I'm the same way. I haven't really. So I've been, you know, if I watch new movies, it's usually a kid's movie for Benny. And uh, I don't know if you have this thing, D, but I will often only get into TV shows after they're over, after they've done, right? I did that, I did that with Battlestar Galactica years ago. I remember I got into Frasier right, right after it ended. I just I kept seeing reruns and I got really into it. Um, yeah. ER is also one of them that I just kind of dive, uh, dove into recently ER's, uh, er's now on netflix and i was just like maybe thinking of it maybe thinking of watching it but then that's just like going back to the 90s you know for yeah. a tv show but it is good man if you it if you give it good. if you give it a shot and you watch the first five seasons i think you'll be surprised mm-hmm. how good it is and then uh and then yeah, recently shows have been awesome recently what i did and i recently i, I did that with house i started watching house Mm-hmm. Uh, which I never did when it was on air. I fucking I used to hate House, and uh, and now I'm watching it. It's pretty good. And uh, and then very recently I started watching Game of Thrones, and I asked you about this. Holy hell, man! What a labyrinth that that show is. And is uh, it is it is it fire? Is it is it good? You know you know that my one criticism is that it's really uh, so so the pros and cons right. The cons is these are long ass episodes. They're really oh, long. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of talking. Like there's a lot of character development. There's a lot of exposition. There isn't uh and it's in it and it's tracking a lot of storylines. You know, because it's about all of these families that are royalty in their kingdoms that mm-hmm. are all serving a main kingdom and they all just want to be prestigious. So they all want to kind of climb up the ladder of prestige and eventually yeah. be kings. And they all have their own interests. So you're following the storylines of all these families and how they intersect with each other, how they kind of clash with one another, all these in between legends. There's a thing, a weird thing there about like zombies and, you know, dragons haven't showed up yet, but they talk about dragons. So there's a lot of like, I've never been into the medieval stuff, like Lord of the Rings, anything to do with, you know, costumes and sword play. I don't really give a shit about it. Is I, I got you, yeah. But is Game of Thrones does it does that storyline have to do with Lord of the Rings or completely different? Uh, it's completely different. Okay, but it's about like the medieval area with knights and and you know sword fighting and all that. Okay, stuff. so that kind of timeline. Okay, that kind of story. But on the on the that was the cons, right? The pros yeah. is that it's really fucking violent. Like there's just a lot of violence in in the in the TV show. So it's interesting. It's really interesting to watch how uh, violent things needed to be in that time. Plenty of nudity. So it's, it just feels like there's a an R-rated factor to it that kind of keeps you coming back. The storylines, the characters are all very interesting. But what makes it interesting is when uh, somebody 
gets offed or dies when you were just starting to like him. And I think that's what the yeah. show is really good at. It's like it, it kind of develops these characters who are all selfish. They're, they're all, they all have their own interests. They're all trying to take care of themselves or their family's interests. Yeah. And then just when you're starting to like them, something happens to them and they get fucked. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which is really that was me a little bit at the Walking Dead time. <laughs> well, you, you know, you remember like with Walking Dead, right? The first, the first season, I remember Walking Dead being pretty slow that first season. You know, it like, was good. We both loved it. We, we loved, watched it every Sunday. Every we Sunday loved it. Was but when I compare it to season, what's the season when, when they're in the jail? I think uh, that's season two. three. No, no, that's three. That's three. Yeah, the prison. So when I compare it to season three, and then I think season five is when, um, I forget what happened. I remember season five being really interesting. I remember season three being really interesting. Every show has to kind of ramp up that first year. Like it's never really, at least in my opinion, right? Every show really kind of finds its footing that first year. So I'm in, I'm in yeah. season one of Game of Thrones and it's good. Like it's really, it's kind of keeping me going back, but these are heavy. These are really dense episodes and yeah. um, you got to hang in there. And I remember that being the case with a lot of episodes. Like you, you got to be interested enough to hang in there because it does get really good. Right. But anyway, I said all of that to say, I never really like watching the shit, the more, the most popular shows right now. You know, like if you tell me you got to watch the show, it's on, it's on every Thursday. You got to, you got to check it out. I'm less likely to watch it than I am watching a show that was the best show a year ago. And now I'm interested. <laughs> I'll catch up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. Damn. I mean, for me, I, I know at the time when you were watching Law and Order, I remember it was just, you know, you watching that and I just want to play yeah. Xbox at the time and I would get so annoyed. But <laughs> yeah. over time I grew up, you know, as, um, I started watching those shows Law and & Order and I was like, okay, I see what he was getting at the time I remember. And it's like, okay, this is kind of interesting. So I started watching Law & Order and then I started watching Law & Order SVU. But I didn't want to get too crazy because I know there was more out there based on Law & Order. So. Yeah, I loved uh, I loved the original Law and Order. There was something yeah, really yeah. Um, the original was awesome. Yeah, there was something cool about that. Like they 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 are the ones that pioneered that format for that whole franchise. SVU mm-hmm. is still is still going, right? Yeah, yeah, there, it's it's, <sighs> it's still going. It's pretty good, but I mean, yeah. I, I still give it hands down to the original Law and Order. I know it's by the same director, but yeah, the same creators. They, they, yeah, but there's something. There's definitely something there. It's obviously a good episode, a good TV show. It's on for so many years. But the original Law and Order had a had a real uh, authentic. I I feel anyway, having never been through those real processes. <laughs> thankfully, never been arrested, never been on trial. Uh, but <laughs> that original Law and Order at least felt the most authentic, right? And then when you get into SVU, and then I think the other one was like Criminal Something, or you know, they become a little bit more like a. Um, I wouldn't say a bastardization of the process of the real process, yeah. but also like sort of a, a TV show version of it. Whereas the original Law and Order felt like as close to the real thing as you're going to get on TV, right? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so so if you did, if you wanted to get, I think if you wanted to get into Game of Thrones, I don't know, I don't know if season one would be for you. I I you know sometimes I, know. I get really bored watching it, 
but then something happens and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, and then you're like, fucking <laughs> rewind. Like, what did I miss? Like, so she said that to him. And then what, what was it that I missed that gives context to that whole thing? So I would be like, just chop your heads off. Go. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of that, you know, like there's a lot of people getting their heads chopped off, which is really, uh, why? No, just, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm for now. I'm, I'm gonna stay with um, Blue Bloods. It's uh, like the show. I mean, I've heard of it before. I just like, didn't want to. I just didn't want to watch it. The cop but, show, right? With, uh, with one of the yeah. Wahlbergs. Yeah, yeah. With Donnie yeah. Wahlberg, the new kid Donnie on the block. <laughs> oh yeah. But are you? Yeah. Is it? Is it like new episodes you're watching, or are you watching? Are you like going back to I, season ones and stuff? Well, at the beginning, I was just watching like the newer episodes, but then recently, I was just like, okay, since I'm watching the new episodes, I've I've been kind of been I've been watching like some random cut cut scenes that I've been seeing on on Facebook part of the episodes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. recently, I mean, um, I you know, mom has in, in the living room TV, she has access like a jailbroken Fire Stick. Um, you know, where you can watch movies at home and watch TV. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Yeah. I so so I was able to watch a few episodes on, you know, Blue Bloods on the Fire Stick. And a few episodes were was good, but like I wasn't able to watch the rest because it's just no there's no connection whatsoever. Right. So I made I got I made another I made an account for, for Paramount app because that's where they're ah. playing the show. So I'm watching the show now on Paramount. So you got hooked on some pirated episodes and and that made you what do you mean that made you go open an account and pay money to watch it through the uh regular to the uh i guess the um the sanctioned channel it's only 4.99 that's wild (laughs) you know what's weird is because because uh they 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 complain about like stealing movies and stealing tv shows and you know pirate you know piratebay.com and all that stuff but it's not it actually i think helps helps more than it hurts yes maybe you didn't start off watching the, those first episodes on paramount paying for your subscription but the fact that you were able to get a hold of it for free first made you want to pay for it so you can watch it more yeah man you gotta play it smart <laughs> hang out well, with me we're gonna well, play listen, it sometimes sometimes i feel like all those jailbroken like all those things that they're released by the companies themselves like they like they own that stuff in the back <laughs> Like they're I the don't ones. Know, right? I guess. They're like Paramount is also also uh, have, uh, having developers do jailbroken Fire Stick programs. If I have access, give I have the access. I don't care. So, so they only give you a couple of episodes so that you can get hooked. And, and then you touch like, oh. my debit card until I signed up. Okay. That's wild. So I'm uh, playing it smart here. I got to think outside the box. It's, it's interesting customer journey is, you know, you get hooked with a little bit and now you're paying for it monthly. You know, when they ask you, like, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you sign up for something new, they'll ask you questions like a, like a small survey. And one of those questions will ask, will tell you, how'd you find out? How'd you find out about us? <laughs> and then you, sometimes it gives you multiple choice answers, like, like either you, you know, Google or magazine or whatever, right, or right. fill in a box, whatever, you know, fill in a box. I just have a paragraph. My mom's jailbroken fire stick. <laughs> <laughs> zero dollars and zero cents. <laughs> oh man, that's it. All right, so so we're gonna listen to the last tune for the show from the vending machetes. This this tune is called Tarmac from the same uh, same EP 
Good Grief released in 2012. You can find it on Spotify, and you'll also find the band added to the Band Syndicate playlist for the Zenio Dadcast. I do want to thank you for listening. D, if you want to say goodbye, guys, take it easy. This is Mo. Peace. See you guys. Have a good night. And <laughs> good day. Good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to find something to rhyme it because I was just saying <laughs> day, right. day, day, day. Goodbye. Right. Goodbye, everybody. See you guys. If I see Just my fault, my fault.